podcast the podcast for anyone who has had an old italian referee tell you how to parent your own children (laughs) more on that later (laughs) before we begin i would like to take a moment to acknowledge the lands in which we work live and play our football on well you might not work on this land but you also might. I did. I work from home. That is the lands of the Wurundjeri Woi Wurrung. Sovereignty was never ceded and it always was, always will be Aboriginal land. So today on the podcast, we have, as always, Fiona Dutchie Holland. Dutchie. Hello. Hello, everyone. How are we all? How's life? How's life? What's what's doing? Life's good. LG. Life's good. <laughs> Oh G, oh G, LG, life's oh. good. Oh, the brand, oh, the, the brand. air conditioning. Yeah. There's other things they do. I know them from yeah. air conditioning. I, yeah. I lived in North Queensland as a child. It's there you go. Yeah, there you go. Now, on the podcast today as well, we have a very special guest, and I say that every week, but this time it is someone who has been mentioned multiple times on the podcast before. Someone who is the quiz master. It's Izzy. Woo. Izzy, hello. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Introduce I don't yourself. Have any sponsorship ones? Um, <laughs> it's good to be here. No, we, the people need more than that. Who are you? What do you do? Who do you play for? What position do you play? When did you start playing? All of that. Mm. I play for the Yarra Jets, state three team. Um, I've been at the Jetties for, I think think six years about that that all yeah and I'm mm. a striker usually a bit of a decoy striker but a striker nonetheless when did you start playing is he um when I started I've played 100% si- of my footballing at the jetties only six years and you're that about good. that wow oh, it's impressive that is very very impressive in I only know. six years yeah I think the other thing about Izzy we should mention, Taryn, is that she wanted to start a podcast last year as well. She was one of the keen people that talked about it and it's finally so good to have her on. I'm just so glad you guys are doing it. Yeah, I had no idea how to do it, so it's amazing. Yeah, but you're excited. You're pumped. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Well, let's jump right into the action. This week, we're actually going to start with the State 2 game because we're going to go chronologically in time order. Time continues to pass, as it always does. <laughs> there's, a, there's probably a YouTube philosophy video you can watch on that if you doubt me. State 2 played Barton United FC all the way in Cranbourne at the very strange time of midday. But it was a success. It was a 2-1 dub to the Jetties. Where to start with this one? Now, I I guess the start was the hour-long trip to get there. I mean, Cranbourne is really far away. Uh, I'm someone that, you know, I haven't been in Melbourne that long. I've been in Melbourne for less time than Izzy has been at the Jetties. 
So I wasn't quite sure what we were in for. We got to the ground and... Who did you carpool with? Who did I carpool with? Well, yeah. my partner Kel drove okay. because Kel is great. Kel also packed sandwiches and an esky full of snacks. Amazing. So nice. that was great. And also in the party car was Loz and Grace. Yeah. So. I was just wondering if it was the party car like last week. It was always the party car when I'm involved, Dutchie. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> always, always the party car for away trips or even home trips. It's just... Just a Party shorter trips. trip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on. So get to the ground. Facilities, at first glance, a bit of a question mark where there's sort of two grounds. So again, there was like a, a main ground and then a bunch of training pitches. And when we first got there, there was confusion about like where we were going to play because there was a game happening on the main pitch and we were like, oh my God, are we going to have to be on one of these training pitches with these like small goals and like no grass? Anyway, disaster averted, averted, uh, averted because Ashburton. Dutchie's <laughs> 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 losing it. Disaster averted. Barton are a great club that respects their women's team and we were on the main pitch. So the warm-up was interesting. There was actually only about eight of us there. There was another party car that was about 35 minutes late. Ooh. So that kind of threw things into a bit of disarray. We did have music to begin with. Now, if my editing skills can get up to scratch, one of the most popular songs in the dressing room should have been the intro song for this podcast. So... If you know, you know, keep an ear out for that state twos. <laughs> uh, we had all of the science of the warm-up ready. We were, we were pumped. We were psychologically ready to go. Run love. I heard there was song. a bit of work. There was a bit of work done on that this week, being psychologically yes. prepared. Is that right? Yeah. So Milo, the captain of the state twos, sent a, a body of text in our WhatsApp group that described the science of warming up. And we used it to great effect. And you know what? I think it worked because we won. So shout out to Milo, the mentality giants, the Aerojets, mentality giants. Now, <laughs> that's a Liverpool reference. I'm sorry if you didn't get it. Uh, let's talk about the game itself. So they were children. <laughs> they were very, very, very young. Uh, they were like half our size it was another one of those games we we sort of were immediately like oh my god they're gonna be so quick and whatever they actually weren't that quick they tried to play a pretty similar style of game to us the only issue was the pitch had no grass so because the pitch had no grass it was really difficult to pass the ball around or to you know control the ball properly I think everyone's touch was slightly off it was also very windy uh, it was just very difficult conditions to play in but we managed to figure it out. We grew into the game and we scored. Grace scored in the first half. So we went into halftime at 1-0 up and we were sort of thinking, you know what? We are the better team. We are the better team here. We should just run away with it. We shouldn't have an issue. All, all sweet, all good to go. There was one girl up front with who just had an incredible dribbling ability for them. Number 30. I don't know her name. Just, I don't know. This is not, this is a grassroots football. I don't know who she was, but she was great. I could look it up. You could look it up. If you want me to. I mean. They do um, take that kind of detail on the Football Victoria website. Just saying. Oh, really? Yep. 
Yeah, your name's on there. You can find out who number 30. She was very good. She had techers. She was like dribbling past everyone. Anyway, so we go out second half thinking one more goal, seal it. There's there's not really any threat. So, of course, they score uh, (laughs) and it goes to one all. And there's that moment in those types of games where you're like, we are so dominant. How is it one all? What is going on? And I can't really explain to you what was going on. Uh, Someone might be able to, I don't know, from my vantage point, it looked like we were just by far the better team and things just like someone, like there would just be an errant touch or something like that. And then, of course, L. Now, this was one of the, this, well, it's hard to take away the free kick goal that Gray scored a couple of weeks ago, but like from the play, this is probably goal of the season so far. L on her right foot, first time finish into the top corner from outside the penalty area was an absolute bloody stunner. It was unreal. Uh, She said after the game that, you know, she didn't think and that's what got the goal because she's so worried about thinking if she took a touch. So absolutely just leathers it into the top corner. And that ended up being the winning goal. We won 2-1. Things got a bit hairy at the end. Now, there was a crow, okay? There was a crow. Kel has a picture of it. My friend has got a picture of it. And it was sitting on the crossbar above me. And I was just watching. It was just looking directly at me, right? This, this crow, okay? And then with about five minutes to go, we're winning 2-1. The crow flies onto the field at my feet and looks at me. How far away was it? It was like five meters. It was pretty close. Yeah. And it's just it's just staring at me, this crow, this big black crow. Does that then make the goals across a crowbar? <laughs> <laughs> this is why um, we've got Izzy on tonight. True. <laughs> But I thought for all money, I'm looking at this crow. This crow's looking at me. There's five minutes to go. We're winning by one goal. I'm like, we're conceding here. There's no way. We're going to lose. This crow is a bad omen. There is no way we hold on here. Like either, either we concede or something terrible is about to happen to me. It was looking into my soul and I want to swear but I can't because this is a non-explicit podcast this crow man anyway it doesn't matter that the crow was wrong so screw you crow not superstitious at all we held on to the win 2-1 dub very very well deserved could have been more but whatever we'll take the win it's fine uh playing the match is really hard because Again, like every single game this season has actually been such a uh, team effort. I will say for this game, just because of the absolute banger, I'm going to give it to L because there's no better way to win a game than to score a goal like that. That was awesome. Uh, But a few special mentions. One to Misha, who through a combination of, there was a few injuries. uh, They seem minor. I think they were minor. Danny hurt her ankle and then got back on the field was also hurt her ankle but was walking around let's hope let's hope those words don't come to bite me I think it's minor please Loz let it be minor um so there was a lot of shuffling around the team and I think Misha played in like every single position (laughs) throughout the game so shout out to her because that is not easy 
and there's probably someone else that I, I don't know. I forget. I think the whole defense was pretty good all game. Uh, the goal was just a bit unlucky. It's a bit of a crap goal. So, yeah, 2-1 dub. That's amazing. That's, that's the you, match report. Have you checked where you are on the ladder? Probably second. I haven't checked. Correct. You're second. Wait. We're gonna yeah. win the league. We're gonna win the league. We're gonna come, we're gonna win that uh, reverse so good. fixture against Kings Domain. <laughs> we're gonna win the league, Dutchie. I can't remember who was on top. It would be oh, Kings Domain. No, I don't think it is. What? I'll, I'll have a look while we. I think it was Mill Park. Let me check. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Well, I I was gonna end it there and then throw to you <laughs> for the for the state three game. So for the state three game. All right. Well, Izzy can help me out with this one. Um, so we played Malvern and we finished with a draw, um, which I think we were quite lucky to get. Um, it was just, I don't know, it was a hard game. Like, I think, you know, yeah, we, so we played at home. We didn't have a long drive. We didn't have any party cars that I know of. Um, we just all rocked up. Most people rocked up on time. There were no big issues kind of, you know, in the warm up. um, the kit arrived on time, all of that kind of stuff. We're all very happy. We're all very prepared. Chad both boots. Exactly. No issues with that. We are, I think for me, it was like the first minute and a half or two minutes of play. And I'm just like, oh, it's going to be one of those games where in defense, we just get flogged. And we did. Like it was just constant, but that's okay. Like we held them to one goal, which I think was a good effort because they had a lot of shots at goal. Um, the highlights were the goal that we scored, uh, which Izzy scored. Izzy, Ooh. do you want to talk us through the goal? Um, well, we had some nice play forward. And then Maria, our gun midfielder. From one, Spain. From Spain. We need Amiga. to say a little bit about the players as we go. I don't know that we've uh, talked much about Maria. She's a gun and she's from Spain. She's from Spain, lives here, and I call her Amiga because, you know, my friend. Um, and she won a bit of a contentious penalty. Um, it was right on the edge of the box. Some believe outside, some believe inside. Um, I looked at her to take the penalty and she just looked back at me basically saying, no way. So I did actually score a penalty last season. So I thought, yep, all right, I'll do it. Back me in. I've got it. I did take Gertie through the warm-up. So I felt like that's our goalkeeper. So I felt like I'd had good vision of the goal. I'd sort of worked out, you know, get the placement right. I'd skied a few, got that out of my system um, and just placed it pretty decently to the left of me, so the right of the keeper. Um, and I don't even know what the keeper did, but I just saw the ball hit the back of the net and was happy. <laughs> I just wondered if you were the penalty taker. Like when you went up there to take it, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course, Izzy's going to get this. Like I was going to not look because I was a bit nervous and I'm like, nah, she's just going to get it. And you did. So, so solid, like without a doubt. Well, I sort of looked around and there was not anyone sort of in the vicinity. So I thought it was really just down to me or Maria. Um, <laughs> and she didn't give me the look that she wanted it. So <laughs> you're like, I'll take this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that Luckily, was, it worked well. It did. It paid off. And we were the first team to score. So it was nice to be one up for a little bit, but then they um they equalized, unfortunately. Um, the refing was a little bit, I guess that was something we could talk about. Um, and Izzy, you had a call that didn't go your way. Oh. The whole ball needs to be out. 
the whole ball was not out. Anyway, um, the referee, credit to him, said, you know, I can't see. I need to rely on my assistant, um, which is fair because it's very hard to tell when a ball is completely out or not from, you know, an angle that's not along the side. Um, but unfortunately, I was right over it and I don't believe that it was the correct call and I was off to the races. So I was a bit, I was a bit annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there were a few people that were a bit annoyed by the assistant ref, which was supplied by the other team who made a few uh, interesting calls, which uh, I believe Nia uh, had some words to say about at different times and uh, had to go and have some words with the ref at the end to, you know, apologize. I don't know if she apologised, but they were having some nice words to say, hey, we're all good, good game. But there were a few decisions that resulted in corner corners that maybe shouldn't have been. I think there were two corners that we think weren't corners. And, yeah, I, and I'm pretty sure Nia was right. Like, I was there and, like, there was no way, you know, it came off Nia. Anyway, so it was one of those games. The ref was made some interesting calls and made some interesting calls about the spectators as well, which uh, Taryn referred to in the opening segment. Taryn, you were in the spectator group. Do you want to tell us what it was like from your, your side? Well, speaking of speaking of Nia, aka Swervy, <laughs> which she insists will not take off, but I'm gonna keep pushing it because I have an agenda. Now, so as we discussed last time in our Mother's Day episode, many of our players have kids. They have, they have little bubbers. And uh, one of our mothers was watching on the sideline. So big shout out to Sim. We love you. You're the best. We hope that we see you back on the park soon. Uh, Sim was there with her two little ones. And James, James would be two now, wouldn't he? He'd be. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's almost two, I think. Almost two. So he's, you know, up and about walking, but still very small. And, uh, you know, we're all sitting back, obviously, a little bit from the from the sideline and for context, for those who aren't familiar with Fairfield Park, it, it's just a park. There's no, like, stand. There's no facilities of any kind, really. It's, it's, it's just a park. And, and everyone uh, just sits next to the bench. So if you yeah. imagine where the bench is, all the spectators kind of sit along that area. Yeah, so that's where we were. And uh, James had gone for a little bit of a walk as you do when you're nearly two years old uh, and was sort of a little bit in front of us and the ball had gone out of play and narrowly bounced over his head. So <laughs> we all were just laughing because the kid had no idea what had happened. He was completely oblivious and having the time of his life and was just sort of, you know, turning around and laughing. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, it was like a seconds from disaster type scenario where that ball nearly copped him in the face, right? Um, and, you know, he's of an age where the ball is like three quarters of his size. So it, it could have been slightly calamitous. Um, so the referee comes over and sort of says, hey, can we just make sure the kids are, are away from the sideline? I don't want to see that happen. So, so the first time, do you know what? The first time he said that, that was fine. That wasn't really, any, it was a bit weird, but like fine, you know, that you can cop that, right? Bit of an odd thing, but sure. But then, but then the second time, I don't even know where the ball was. The ball was nowhere around. James was nowhere. James was like in Sim's arms, like in no danger. And the referee comes back over and was like, oh, like, you know, please like just keep the children away. 
<laughs> Meanwhile, there was this random other child who was like much older. I don't, I don't know. He would have been like six, five. He was, he was older. He was big. He was a bit bigger. He was, you know, much more mobile. Um, and he was like right on the edge of the of the field, like right next to the field, just just a bit up from us. Uh, I think he belonged to someone on the other team. And as the referee is explaining this, Nia turns around and goes, the absolute quote of the year, well, what about that kid? Like, like, why are you having a go at us? There is a child who is right there, who, you know, who is much closer and in much more imminent danger. And it was just the delivery and everything was so good. And you could tell the opposition team didn't know how to respond. And they were just kind of like, uh, and we all just lost it on the sideline. Like we were laughing so hard and the opposition team was like, clearly didn't know how to deal with this. Like not, not in a bad way. Like, you know, not, I'm not, um, you know, saying anything bad about them, but they were just like stunned into silence anyway. It was, it, was a, it was like a strange moment, um, but also very funny. So there you go. Yeah, it was one of the highlights. Yeah. So other than that, you know, there were some funny things. There were a few dogs that ran onto the pitch at different times as well. It was just chaotic, the game. We've got a little bit of work to do, but I'm sure our coach, Adam, will uh, pull us into line this week. Have you got well, anything else to say, Izzy? Just that the jetties have a bit of a history with dogs on fields. and. Oh. Okay. A dog was literally at Chloe, our previous goalkeeper's okay. feet, as another team that will remain nameless kicked a goal. <laughs> they actually kicked a goal as a dog was at our goalkeeper's feet. So we all said, there's a dog, there's a dog, there's a dog. By then the dog had run away. So we looked a little bit like a little bit crazy because we're like, there's a dog. <laughs> Everyone's like, there's, there's no dog. But there was literally a dog. And it just became this whole thing of everyone saying, there's a dog, there's a dog. The other team saying, there's no dog. The referee going, I don't know. And did the goal count? Yes. Oh, because we couldn't prove sense. that there was a dog, even though there was a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so it was absolutely ridiculous. The game ended 1-0, I'm pretty sure. Oh. And it was just the worst so when the dog came on the field the two dogs came on the field yesterday yeah was I was like just one. like I please was don't three. yeah I'm like just get out of my way I was so focused I'm like I do not need a dog to distract me right now I just wanted them to be removed as soon as possible it was quite interesting watching from the sideline because normally you know like we see a dog training and everyone's like oh my god dog <laughs> but everyone just like glared at these dogs <laughs> like, we're playing and glared at their owners and like Take care of your dog. Get them <laughs> off the pitch. <laughs> I think I'd be more concerned for my dog getting hit by a ball. Like, look after your dog. Yeah, but like, just be... there was no panic. There was no like, I need oh, to get my dog out of that field of play. Or not like, oh, there's a team of players here trying to play a serious game of soccer. Let's try not to let our dog interrupt. Would be nice and respectful. Maybe it's a bit harder. I don't have a dog, so maybe sometimes it's hard to control them. When I played cricket in Sydney, one of our home grounds was a dog park. And <laughs> one of the funniest things was like at uh, during change of innings. So these dog owners would come to the park expecting it to be a dog park and then being really angry that there was a game of cricket occurring. So like, firstly, like we had to dodge all the, all the, you know, dog excrement on the ground <laughs> I'm like what's a non-explicit way to say that dog waste on the ground that was that was constant but then literally they would 
circle. And as soon as there was a gap in play, they'll just like unleash their dogs onto the ground. It's like, can you not chill out? Like, let us play community sport. Like, it's not. Anyway, dog owners, man. Dog owners. Yeah. Just, but perhaps it's very specifically like in a, in a city dog people as well that just have a like yeah leave us alone let us play i'm sure there's some people with dogs in the team though that might have some different opinions to mine or to that i don't know like it's specific it's specific dog owners that are at parks when sport is on that it's like a very specific niche market (laughs) that needs to stop yeah yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. the other night at training, well, there's been two times recently, there was massive piles of dog poo in the middle of the pitch. And so we had to like call someone over to come with a plastic. Well, Twin was happened to be watching and Twin's a dog lover and we got her a plastic bag and she came and cleared it up. Like it was a massive pile. And I remember saying, well, why wouldn't like, what type of dog owners are, are they here where they don't have a bag to pick up the poo after the dog? Like, come on, like that's a respectable thing to do. And someone else next to me who did own a dog, well, Nia said, oh, Dutchie, sometimes you take the dog out for a walk and you might, you might not think they're going to do it and you might think you're okay and you're just not prepared. I'm like, oh, okay, fair enough. I take it back. So she said, sometimes accidents do happen. Mm. So I don't know, maybe you just can't control your dog all the time either. I'm trying to be a little bit more open-minded about it. Well, anyway, player of the match. Go on. I'd have to say Gertie. I don't know. I'd say you... Gertie too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She saved, saved us a lot. <laughs> I think those first five minutes, it would have been about 3-0 if it wasn't for Gertie. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I don't yeah. think there's uh, anyone. Yeah, there's no competition for Gertie this week. She's in. Yeah. Thanks, Gertie. Shout out. you. Shout out to Gertie because <laughs> a couple of weeks ago I warmed her up and uh, we I, I sort of taught her the technique. Okay, when when the ball's to ground, you you put your knee down. I kind of I can't explain it, but you put your knee down kind of sideways and you you block the ball that way as a goalkeeper. So it doesn't and, go through your legs, is that why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so you yeah. you want to make yourself like as big as possible and yep. like put your knee down so it doesn't go through your legs. Yeah, um, and. Curdy did that with a ball that was rolling in and picked the ball up and immediately pointed at me on the side. <laughs> I was like, yes. She yes. was practicing them in the warm-up and was very excited, being like, Taryn taught me this. <laughs> That's so cute. I love that. I, love I was that. like, it's a cricket, it's cricket fielding. That's what it, it is. is. Exactly. That's what I say. Yeah. Like I cricket fielding taught me like quite a lot of goalkeeping it also taught me some bad habits in goalkeeping like rolling which is not something you should do when you goalkeep but is a is an old cricketing habit oh you roll when you technology (laughs) the drop technology pants yeah if you know you know (laughs) clearly easy plays cricket too (laughs) shout out to avid listener bobby (laughs) (laughs) speaking of before we get to the quiz question segment I did throw out on Twitter that Izzy was coming on to this podcast and I threw out some questions to our listeners and we do have a question for Izzy. Are you ready? Yep. So the question for Izzy is who is your favourite player who has played for both 
the Yarra Jets and Clifton Hill Cricket Club. So I did see this on Twitter. Because <laughs> there um, are a few, aren't there? There's not just one. I wrote a list. Oh, now, I've got columns of current players of either cricket or football. I've got players that have filled in for cricket and have played for the jetties and then I've got players that haven't quite made the park for either so maybe they've come to trainings but not maybe signed on the dotted line also state three we've got a young player Claire her dad is a legend of Clifton Hill Cricket Club so really across everyone we've got a first 11 we have 11 am I on it no, because you never came to training. I talked you were about, it. What about, about, what about it. What about the fourth column, the people that talk about coming but don't oh, quite well, make it? Well, we're probably we're good. We're good 17. players. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think I can choose a favourite, but I'll have to um, – I just appreciate the question. Thanks, Bobby. And um, I just love everybody. <laughs> but give us one. Come on. Taryn's here. So Then it can't be Taryn. I do have to say that – my partner does play for Clifton Hill and she did come to one Jetty's training. So I'll go with her. Oh, easy. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Rex. <laughs> All right. Well, with that answered, we will move on to the actual quiz question segment. So for those who aren't aware, we each ask one question and there is a rolling tally of who gets the answer right. The question can be football-related, women's football-related, jetties-related, anything you want. Not anything, you know, like not anything, but football-related. So the current tally is myself, Taryn, with six points, Dutchie on five points, and guests collectively only on two points. So Izzy really has to step it up for the guests today. Now, this is a moment that I've been looking forward to that I'm sure many other people have been looking forward to. Izzy, what is your trivia question for us today? Have people been looking forward to this? They're going to be significantly let down. I'm um, a bit nervous about it. I'm scared. Nah, I feel like uh, be a cracker. Well, I'm annoyed because my question was ruined two weeks ago when someone asked someone a question and got the answer inadvertently, not knowing that was my trivia question. So my new <laughs> trivia question is... Which one was it? Oh, it's just about the um, how Candles got her nickname. Ah, got it. Yeah. Um, so my question is, prior to our red and black playing strip, what was the main colour on the Yarra Jets women's shirt? Mm, good question. Thank you. I'm going to say blue. I was going to say blue as well. Purple? It was orange. orange. We had a brilliant orange jersey and white shorts. Oh, actually, I, I think I remember this now that you say it. I was very happy when we moved to the black shorts, but yeah, I quite liked the orange. It was a bit different. White shorts. Yeah, it was, I think some people thought it made them look more tanned. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> yeah, You're him. wearing socks anyway. Anyway, doesn't matter. We're wearing black <laughs> now, so it's great. <laughs> well, there you go. A big cross next to both Dutchie and I for okay. that one. You should have guessed a different colour, Taryn. Well, yeah, but well, then uh, I could have got it right and you could have got it wrong then. So, yeah, well, yeah. I wouldn't have guessed orange. I would have guessed like purple or something. But that warm-up strip is orange. Is that like a 
throwback. Oh, true. Is that- I don't know if that was, I don't think that was intentional. I'm not sure because okay. the men never wore orange playing jerseys uh, that I know of and they've it. got the same training tops. So I'm yeah, not sure. True. Interesting. Okay. Interesting that it was different colours as well between the men's yeah. and the women's. That's and an juniors. Bit of trivia. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. There you go. Well, You've passed test number one, Izzy, and that you've tripped us both up with the Very question. Good. But now you have to answer them. Dachi, what do you have for us? Okay. Now, do you both know that it was female football week last week? Yes. Did you know this, Izzy? I did. I'm disappointed we didn't celebrate it because you could get purple shoelaces apparently, and I've always wanted to do it and I always miss it. So hopefully we can do that next year. I want to know what was this year's theme for 2022 of Female Football Week. Is it is it purple laces every year? Is this a this I believe year? so. I believe it's so. always purple. Uh, yeah, they've got hats and everything, and they do fun events. That's not helpful. Well, I'll tell you what one of them was: diversity, inclusion. Very good guesses to both of you, but you're both incorrect. It was development. Growth. I was going to say growth. growth. <laughs> Corporate um, buzzwords. Growth, growth in women's lots, football. One of the things they had was walking football, bring your grandma. Oh, I love that. I love walking football. I've, never, I've, I've kind of heard a little bit about it, but I don't really know what it is. What is it? Well, it's walking like football, football, but you walk. So you don't run. You don't run yeah. on the pitch. Yeah, you walk. Yeah, it's for like older, older women that maybe have joint pain and things like oh, that, and they can okay. still remain in the game. I like that. Yeah. The hint okay. is in the name, Dutchie. It's walking football. Yeah, I know, but I just like, is it still a game of football? I didn't know if they just walk around the pitch or something. Or like, it's not what golf. Happens, what happens to <laughs> Pete Kramer? <laughs> All right. Over to you, Taryn. <laughs> question though, right. Dutchie. That was a good question. That was a good question. All right. So uh, I decided that I couldn't finish this podcast without at least plugging a little bit the cp women's world cup that's currently on um so that's a it's a slightly modified version of the game for people with cerebral palsy or acquired brain injury or symptoms of stroke and i have been watching very intently all of the games that australia has played uh, because i've actually been commentating the games so that's been like literally the highlight of my life, the joy of my life. It's been like the best thing that I've ever done. And I'm so glad. Australia have done really, really well. They're in the gold medal match Tuesday at 45. So the night of the release of this podcast, if you're listening on the day of release, they've done really, really well. Their top goal scorer is someone called Georgia Bykoff. How many goals has she scored so far? I was really hoping you were going to ask a question about the results of the games because I think I know them. Yeah. But- How many games have we played, Taryn? Four. Okay. So we've finished the group stage games. We have we scored in three of the four games. Oh, okay, that's helpful. Mm. Uh, I reckon she scored 15. Izzy? I want to say 11. Smack bang in the middle. She scored 13. Oh, so who gets it? Me. <laughs> Do you want a scissors, paper, rocket? <laughs> one point each. One point each. Well, all right. We'll give one to Dutchie and one to guess. You were both pretty close. Yeah. Georgia Bakov scored 13 goals so far. It's been wow. it's been mad. Amazing. 
everyone watch the final. It's, yeah, it's it's the best. It's the best. And the US are going to be hard to beat, though. Is that correct? Is They'll that be very hard seen? to beat. Yeah, yeah they, okay. they won 4-0 in the group stage game that happened on Sunday night. Yeah. Uh, they look really strong. In saying that, we didn't have our best five on the pitch. One of the captains was rested. So Okay. And we've yeah. seen the US now. And yes. before coming into the game, the US, I believe, had had a draw the game prior. So they had that little scare. We went through undefeated. So yeah. we haven't had that scare. Having that loss before yep. the gold medal match could really prove to be. And it makes us win it more. As, yeah. Yeah. Could, could be the telling thing. Yeah, love really it want to beat the americans at one point there was a usa chant that went up and i was just like i can't show emotion <laughs> but i'm so mad <laughs> um it's fine well, uh the the broadcast is unashamedly australian so i don't have to be neutral i can be upset when the u.s score which is nice <laughs> because i am upset when the u.s score um <laughs> but yes watch um, it will be incredible. It's the first World Cup that an Australian team has ever been in, the first World Cup final. Apologies. Wow, that's cool. There you go. Sorry for the giant plug. That's my plug. I'm hosting, so we're, we're yeah. giving a plug. You can do that. <laughs> All right. So on to our second segment of today, the food segment, where we rate the food of the grounds that we go to now state three was a home game do you guys have any any comments anything interesting that occurred no there was no food because <laughs> we don't have there food were there were oranges uh, I, pa- were- I passed on the oranges because i feel like when i have half-time oranges i spend the whole second half playing with the orange in my teeth so uh yep <laughs> There were lollies handed around and I ate a lot at the end. I can't remember why. I just said I'd finish them off and I did. That was it. There was no highlights. There was no canteen. It was just what it was. Disappointing. But, that... but we know that. We know to expect that. We know to expect that. I know. We're, yeah. we're here just like judging other people's canteens. Exactly. Well, we have because nothing. we can. Because yeah. we can. And that's that's what this podcast is all about, because we can. And supporting other clubs. Indeed. Yep. Speaking of supporting other clubs, at Barton, the canteen was really good. I didn't partake myself because I forgot, <laughs> frankly, because I forgot. Um, but I did get a message from M, who played her first game of the season after being oh. injured in preseason. So well done to her. She messaged me. She said, uh, Roma and I, so new recruit Roma, also playing her first game of the season indulged in some snags from the canteen uh and said that they were delicious and halal as well Mm. reports from all round actually were that the volunteers were super lovely like they there was a couple times where we needed ice and they were super helpful um em with her sausage couldn't have it on bread so needed to put it in a bag and they were like really helpful and put in a bag for her (laughs) and let her like lather it in tomato sauce so ticks all round for button united uh open canteen good food lovely human beings tick 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 on the main field tick 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 i i got a little bit of feedback as well Mm. um this person didn't think it was 
as exciting as you've made it. Oh. But there were hot dogs on the menu apparently, so it said Rocket might be excited. Mm. Um, but this person had a coffee and it was a bit milky and a little bit flavourless. So we oh, just but kind we're of in Cranbourn. Oh, yeah, that's... but still Melbourne. Coffee from a kiosk. Coffee from a kiosk in Cranbourne. So probably I don't know, man. this person made the mistake of buying a coffee from the kiosk. <laughs> I think All that's right. bad choices. Well, yeah. this person knows who they are. <laughs> and we're blaming you for buying a coffee from a kiosk in Cranbourne. So <laughs> expecting it to not be milky. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, on to our third segment of this podcast our moment of the week Izzy hit us what's your moment of the week has to be scoring the goal I'm just excited I don't score many even though I'm a striker I really don't score many oh, but and when it was you do. just it was just great it was yeah. fun we all get and excited yeah yeah actually on the pod's also pretty close yeah it was I tell you what actually before Dashi comes in seeing that pen go in I was not nervous for a second watching. She was always going to score. It was always going to be in. And it was, I know that you might have slightly blanked out, but it was into the bottom corner and hit hard. Unsavable. Like it was such a good pen. Yeah. Thank you. I was pretty happy with it. Yeah, you should have been. Gachi? Yeah, I don't know. Like been an interest. I only got to training once this week, so it's hard because I've only really got two moments or two soccer days where I can choose from. Um, soccer training, the coach got us to do sprints again. So I don't know that that – you weren't there, were you, Izzy? Um, I don't know that that's a highlight, but I have not sprinted that for that long in such a long time. And the players from the State 2 team were just looking at us like laughing, going, oh, my God, they're being punished. Like, so it was noticeable how much sprinting we were doing. And I was physically tired, like more tired than I am on game day after doing these sprints. Um, So I don't know if that was a highlight, but maybe there's a silver lining to make me think that maybe I'm getting fitter. Um, Otherwise, the game, you know, it was a good day. I was happy to come away with the draw when we probably should have been beaten. So that was also a highlight. And is he scoring the goal? Like, amazing. So good. Dutchie, I need to point out, you still, like, you outpace people on the field all the time. And without revealing anything precise, yes, yes. That, would be, <laughs> that would be rude. Uh, let's just say you're outpacing people half your age, perhaps less than half your age <laughs> in some occasions. Yeah. And you're faster yeah, yeah. than them. So it's cool. There was a good one I did. I like, you know, when you're just like, yeah, good job. And I kind of took her out as well. And I I got, did you remember? It was late in the second half and it was a good hit. And I was a bit, I'm a bit sore, but that's when you're just like, yeah, I've still got it. Like I've got this. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's awesome. I'll probably pay for it in about two years or something when I become a cripple. But anyway. It's so awesome. It's so awesome to watch you play. You've still, you've still got it. Uh, it's fun when you beat them and you know they're quite quite a lot younger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it was mentioned on the pod a couple of weeks ago about your composure at the end of the game in the Lilydale Montrose game. But you just in the last, like, 15 minutes of every game, I just, I'm just standing there watching you in awe because you've just got this presence and strength right when we need it. And it's just amazing. And I just wanted to point that out uh, again. It's probably the last 15 minutes when I just don't want to lose. It's like if, if I can sniff a draw or a win, it's like, okay, I'm going to take down everything right now. Yeah. We love maybe, to see it. 
maybe the sprinting helps though. Maybe it's my longevity or something. I don't know. Anyway, probably psychological, I'd say. It's the Jetty's mentality. It is. It's happened. Yeah. I was never like that at my former club. Never. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my moment of the week is throwing my captain under a bus slightly. I'm sorry, Milo. Yeah, do it. Uh, (laughs) At the end of the game, uh, Milo gets us, you know, we've, we've done the cool down and we're in a circle and Paul's off signing the, the match sheet, our coach Paul. So he's gone for it for a bit and we're sort of left to our own devices. And she goes, oh, girls, you know, we, we played really well. The scoreboard doesn't really reflect it. You know, it's, it's unfortunate, but we'll be better next week. And we were like, well, we won. Like, I'm not, like, it was a kind of a weird tone. Uh, given <laughs> given that we'd won and we were like okay maybe she just means like we could have scored more goals which we probably could have so you know like, that makes sense okay so we all sort of you know meander back and you know five minutes pass I've I've told a cracking joke I can't remember what the joke was but I'm like ha 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 funny joke ha ha how funny am I and I see I spot Milo next to me and she's looked at me and she's just started laughing and I'm like hey, yeah ha ha I'm funny joke ha 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 and she goes no 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 I thought we drew. (laughs) What? And she goes, oh my God, I thought that we drew two all. I didn't realize that we'd won. Now keep in mind this ground had an electronic scoreboard in the corner as well. So it literally had the score. It literally said 2-1 in the corner. And she's like, oh my God, I thought that it was two all. Milo, where did you get the goal from? When did you think that they scored? She was in defense as well, I take it. She was in defense, yeah. And um, yeah, well, she we she turned up at our game and yeah. I'm like, Milo, what happened? Did you guys win? And she's like, oh my God, Dutchie. And she's laughing. She goes, Yeah, I'm pretty sure we won, but I think for a for a time there I thought we drew and then I got it wrong. And I'm like, you're the captain. Like, get it right, mate. Come on. <laughs> And Milo's pretty, like, she takes it all very seriously. We probably haven't talked enough about Milo. Like, she's Dutch, one of our Dutch players, and she's very, she wants to win. She wants to be competitive. She wants to train hard. She's taken control of our warm-up so that we focus. And Taryn, you mentioned how last week she put that big thing on your, um, you know, your chat about how to focus and prepare psychologically. Like, Milo's on it. So for her to make a mistake like that's great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is great. Um, Milo is Milo is excellent. She's a fantastic human being and a very good captain as well. So it was just, it was and, just funny and really good at karaoke and just very you know. good, yeah. very good. Loves a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> well, she loves a mic. We better get her on this potter. Yeah, we probably need to. Yeah. <laughs> now for everyone's favorite segment. We have Dutchie's scouting segment because we do have games next week because time continues to pass. There's only so many times I can use that joke, but I still think it's funny. <laughs> time does indeed continue to pass. Dutchie, the State 3 team has an away game, but a pretty close away game against FC Clifton Hill at Quarries Park, Sunday, 22nd of May, 11 a.m., I know, a morning game. A morning game. Oh, Tell us about FC Clifton Hill. I'm already thinking about where we might have lunch afterwards. But anyway, um, so Clifton Hill, I don't know that I've ever played Clifton Hill before in my time. Surely I must have. But 
Um, so I've had a look at them. They've got um, obviously a state three team in addition to a state league one and reserves team. So they've got three women's teams. Their state league team, uh, state three team have been doing okay. Um, they've had three wins already and one loss. So I think that puts them third on the ladder. One thing I did notice, though, they have a lot of players listed on their team list, which makes me think we're still at that early part of the season where they can switch players as much as they want. And I would say they've been, you know, switching players between reserves and state league one because they had a huge list there. Um, and I think the fact that they're all playing at home on Sunday, they'll have three matches in a row. They're going to have lots and lots of subs is my guess. I don't know. Would you agree with that, Izzy? You've probably played Clifton Hill before. Would you say or I think I have, but I think I only ever played them when they were in state two and maybe only had one or two teams. So yeah. it sounds like they've grown a bit. They're growing a bit. Yeah. I think there's some names I recognize. So I think they're they're going to be a good side. Um when I stalked them a bit more, I just last year they finished third. They had seven wins from eleven games. So I think they they're going to be a good side. When I stalked them, um, their website hasn't really been updated since 2019, so I couldn't get much off there. But I did notice they've got lots of club merchandise, including a sleeveless puffer, which I thought is taking it to the extra level. Um, they've got all the usual philosophy stuff, blah, blah, blah. They had a picture of a mixed grill on their website. Now, they are a Greek club, so it made me think if it's a home game, they might have some good food in the canteen. Like, they're going to know how to cook lamb. You know what I, I mean? Even, so, I didn't even know there was a canteen at Quarries. I thought oh, it was just really? toilets and change rooms. Oh, no. I well, don't maybe know. They might have a barbecue. Anyway, so we'll report, we'll report back next week. Um, there wasn't, you know, there wasn't too much going on. There was, even on their socials, there wasn't a lot being posted, mostly results, which I find a little bit boring. I want to hear a bit more about personality and people and whatnot. Um, it is regularly updated with women's and men's results, so I can't can't knock them there. Um, yeah, that was about it with Clifton Hill. I'll be interested to see how we go. We'll go and give it our all. Um, State League 2, Bo Morris. Yes. So that's at home, is that right? Home on Sunday, 22nd of May at 3 p.m. Yes. Now, Bo Morris, they're third on the ladder, so they're under the jetties. They've had two wins, a loss and a draw. Um, they beat Mill Park. Now, Mill Park is the top team, okay? So they've beaten the top team, but I believe it was when they are at home. Now, Bo Morris, interestingly, they've got three women's teams, so they've got a state two, a state four, and a state five. The club's sponsored by Porsche. Porsche. What? Like, that's fancy, isn't it? I know, what? like, yeah. Like fashion? No, Porsche, the car. Oh, I, I was like, Porsche? Like Ellen DeGeneres? And anyway, don't worry. Well, some people on. say Porsche. Isn't it the fancy <laughs> way of saying Porsche? I don't know. Yes, they're sponsored by an actress living in Hollywood. <laughs> well, I, I, Amazing. I, just, I don't know. That's where my mind went. Oh, my God. You can draw your own Anyway, it just... I think, you know, they're close to Brighton is what I'm saying. They've got they've all got money over there, wouldn't maybe. Um, <laughs> they're sponsored by Porsche. I think, okay, the other interesting thing that I found on their socials, they've got good women's coverage. I like their socials actually. Um, covered female football week really well. Now, the interesting thing, their junior girls technical director 
And the person who always also oversees their state four and state five women's team is Rebecca Stott. Oh, really? Study. Yeah, study. Oh, I know. Maybe I'm we'll all... see study. Well, I don't know that she'll come to the state league two game if it's away because she might have to go and see the state fours or fives. But when you play at home next time, at, at their home, she might be there. She might also have her own game. Nah, she yeah, because she's Saturday. playing NPL. Saturday. Oh, Saturday, yeah. Ah, yeah. Oh, anyway. Actually, no, Boleyn, Boleyn's Monday night even. So, no, yeah. not Sunday. Yeah, well, because then I went and stalked her to, like, make sure it was the Rebecca Stott. Like, it looked like her, but I don't follow women's football as much as you both do. And, yeah, I saw she plays NPL for Boleyn as well. So I learned that in my stalking. Um, anyway, I think, look, I think there's probably a bit of player swapping with Bo Morris as well because they've got so many squads. And I tried to work out is it when they're playing at home or not. I think as a club, all of their women's sides look to be doing quite well. Um, and maybe when you get someone like Stoddy, you know, maybe it also attracts players when you get a big name like that. Like, you know, they're, they're obviously uh, recruiting well. Um, I don't know. I think you guys will do all right. You'll beat them. They had a draw with Melbourne Uni, by the way, chat. Aaron, I don't think Melbourne Uni are as strong as you think. Yeah, I don't think so either. Paul I'm doesn't think that either there. because he clearly yeah. listened to the podcast and then last week we're like, Melbourne Uni aren't actually that good. Bo yeah. Morris and Mill Park no. are the teams. I was like, all right, Paul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if Mill Park are that good yet. I feel like, oh, no, I better stop now. I feel like Mill Park might have played lower ranked teams or something. It, you know, I think the next few weeks will be the time to tell. Bo Morris is absolutely a, a crunch game. Also, yep. to people listening who don't know who Rebecca Stott is, Please like Google her. Her story is incredible. Just don't just take my word for it. Google her. Find out who she is. She's very good. She's also an excellent player. She's a New Zealand international. Plays NPL. Plays A League Women's. All of those things. I know there are people listening who that is just a random name to you. And please look her up because she's she's well. Very but also cool. say that she beat cancer in the last yes. yeah last year or two. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. only came back. Uh, it was about this time last year she started playing yeah. MPL again, um, yeah. which is, is like a remarkable story. Had to uh, rush home from England in like, just at the beginning of the pandemic uh, when things were shutting down to to get treatment. It was uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma mm. or Hodgkin's lymphoma, one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah remarkable that she's even back playing and is back being a technical director at Bo Morris who yeah. we're now beating are we the baddies no because I would no. like to get her at the jetties next year yeah they're what the baddies reckon? they're yeah. the Pauline is closer to us Just exactly be our technical director at study what are you doing we might send her the podcast <laughs> this is now I'm a study stand pod yes <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah yeah, we'll, we'll keep, we'll, we'll be on uh, Stoddy Watch yep. at Fairfield Park on Sunday. Don't stop believing. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, we might wrap it up there. It has been an absolute pleasure to have your company as always this Recording of this pod is always a highlight because I get to hang out with two of my favorite people every week and it's lots of fun. So thank you for listening. I'm going to take the chance yet again to plug the Paratillies because it's a World Cup final. And if you like hearing my voice on this podcast, you're also going to like it on commentary, even though there's still a lot to go to learn. So 
Tuesday, 8.45, should be the night of the release of this podcast. My Football YouTube channel. Watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. If you're around on Sunday, come to Fairfield Park at 3 p.m. We love a fan. I am going to bring my Vuvuzela, which is a very loud horn, and we've we've got to we've got to get the vibes going. Bo Morris is a big game. If you are at around Clifton Hill, go to Quarries Park at 11 a.m. That'll also be a big day out. They'll probably have a big barbecue going. It'll be Hopefully. a So thank you again for listening. Been joined by Dutchie, and it's been an absolute joy to be joined by Izzy. Hope everyone has a lovely day. Goodbye.